Children of God, welcome back to episode number 21. But before we get started, let me begin by saying, I simply cannot wait to see you up close and personal in Wilmington, Delaware on December the 14th through the 15th. I will be explaining in detail what spiritual warfare is and what it is not. You can hear me that Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Please, please make plans now to spend the day with me and some other dynamic speakers at 1511 Philadelphia Pike, Wilmington, Delaware, 19809. I would love to see you there. Now let's talk. This is part two of Seeking God. Question, how do you begin your day? How do you begin your day, children of God? I pray that you do not plan your day without seeking God's face. Trust me, you do not know what incidents await you, children of God. Listen. Before you even get up and get your day started, trouble has already begun to brew. Accidents are already happening. People are already anxious and angry and desperate, frustrated. People are already mad with their bosses and they haven't even gotten to work yet. So trouble is already in the air. So again, I ask you, How do you plan your day? How do you begin your day? How did you begin your day today? Did you plan your day without seeking God's face? Children of God, there are no limits to the invisible things out there waiting to happen. Before you walk out of your house and turn the ignition on in your car, before you get off of your street, there are no limits to the invisible things out there waiting to happen. And some of those things have already happened. And they have become a hindrance, a trap, a block in your path already. But listen... Just like there are no limits to the invisible things out there waiting to happen, there are also no limits to the things that your Heavenly Father wants to reveal to you so that you can avoid those invisible things. But you got to take time to spend time seeking His face. You have to take time in order to spend time seeking his face. Spending time with God takes time. I hear you and and, and I hear you saying, well, I don't have the time. You gotta seek God's face to have him show you how 
to give him the time. Did you take time today? Listen, let me show you just how important it is for you. Number one, the Lord himself, your heavenly father, wants you to, he wants you to get ahead of those invisible things, those unforeseen things. He wants you to have a jump on those things. He wants his desire, his good pleasure is to put you ahead of those unforeseen dangers. Remember years ago, people would pray and they would say, Lord, I thank you for protecting me from dangers seen and dangers unseen. Remember hearing people pray like that? Well, the Lord wants to protect you from those dangers that you could not see. Those dangers that were brewing while you were asleep. That's what he wants for you. He wants to show you how to play a spiritual game of hopscotch. That just came to me. I remember playing that game. Remember how we played that game, hopscotch? How someone would throw an object in the, uh, in the ring and we would strategically jump over it. Remember how we did that? Well, he's saying, I want to show you how to play that spiritual game of hopscotch so that you can jump over those hurdles, jump over those obstacles, move around those obstacles strategically, spiritually. That's what he wants for you. And again, I I hear him saying, it's my good pleasure to show you how to get around those obstacles. So what he does, he wakes us up early. But we're so busy, moving so fast, that we miss all the wonderful blessings of seeing his hand move on our behalf. We're moving too fast. We get up and we move so fast. Satan has already thrown incidents in your path to block you, to hinder you, to trap you, to trip you up. But you miss out. And I'm going to call it fun. You miss out on the fun and the delight of seeing God show you how to maneuver. Doesn't that sound exciting? The Lord can see all that Satan has done. He saw all the little hurdles, all the little obstacles. He saw him throw all those things in your way. He's saying, get in my presence and I'm going to show you how to maneuver. I'm going to show you how to maneuver through backed up traffic. I've already given, if you let me, if you follow up with me, if you seek my face and ask me how to do it, I will let you know that I have already given my angels a charge to lift you high above today's chaos. But you miss that. You miss me telling you that. You miss me showing you how to maneuver. 
through the obstacles, through today's chaos. Let's call it that, today's chaos. He said, you missed out on that. He said, I gave my my angels a charge already to lift you up high above today's chaos. But you didn't take time to spend time seeking my face about the day. Because that was chaos that was waiting on you. But you were in such a hurry, you missed it. By not rising up early, seeking his face. Listen, I I hear you. I hear you saying, ah, storyteller, storyteller. That sounds wonderful. And I amen all of that. But I just don't have the time to do all that in the morning. That's a whole lot for me to do, storyteller. Well, I say this to you. That's your call. That's your call. Remember I said earlier that God had already given his angels a charge. The angels was ready to go. They were ready to work on your behalf. But it's your call. See, God will never wrestle you down to the ground. He's never going to wrestle you down to the ground to make you have time. It's not a wrestling match. Because he gave you free will. Listen, being lifted high above your today's chaos, your today's trouble, that's your call. That's your choice. And if that's not your shoe, then continue walking in the one that you've gotten comfortable walking in. But for those of you who want to be lifted up high above your today's chaos, seek his face. Ask God to help you to rise up early to spend time seeking his face. Because it seemed to me that time is always the issue for the children of God. I don't have time. It's not enough time. The time got away from me. But listen, in his presence, in your father's presence, If you get there, if you ask him to help you to get there, he will turn time back. He will turn time back to allow you to get to work on time. He will make time stand still just to have you avoid a mishap on the highway. He loves you so much. He will cause an unforeseen weather occurrence to cancel work that day. He will even give a directive to the four corners of the earth to act on your behalf. He did it for Joshua. 
let me tell you what he did for Joshua. Many of you may know that story already about Joshua. And then some of you read it, but you may not have believed it. But I'm going to read this in your hearing, what he did for Joshua. Joshua in the Bible was in a battle. Now I'm going to assume that you know who Joshua is. He was in a battle. And in Joshua chapter 10 and verse number 12, I'm going to start there at verse number 12. It says, let me give you a minute so you can flip through your, uh, your Bible, flip through your pages so you can find it with me. That's Joshua, Joshua chapter 10, and we're going to begin at verse number 12. And what I like about this superscription here, it says, Joshua commands the sun to stand still. Well, you don't get a chance to do that unless you have been intentionally, intentionally in his face, intentionally in God's presence, intentionally on purpose, seeking his face. Then you too can make some commands. It says, Joshua commands the sun to stand still. Then spake Joshua, to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And let's take a look at verse 13. And the sun stood still. And the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Joshua? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. The Lord is saying, I'll fight for you. I'll give you a plan. I'll give you a plan about how to avoid obstacles, how to avoid hurdles. I'll do the same thing for you. You say you don't have time? I can cause time to stand still. You can even pray yourself if you got in my presence. God, I'm gonna command that time stand still for me. Because I want to seek your face. I want to seek your face on purpose. I want seeking your face to become a a lifestyle for me. So I'm going to command some things. Hallelujah.
He did it for Joshua. But one of the things that I love about Joshua, I'm going to read another. Normally, I don't give you so many scriptures, but today I'm going to give you another scripture that Joshua lived by. The Lord made a promise to Joshua. And God kept his promise. But Joshua also had to keep his promise. Here's what the Lord said. He knew that Joshua, Joshua was a warrior. He knew that Joshua would be in battle because that was what he was supposed to do. The Lord also knows that you are going to be in battle. You're going to run into hurdles. You're going to run into obstacles. So here's what he said to Joshua. In the first chapter of Joshua, verse number 8. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You get that? Day and night means always. That's 24-7. That's non-stop meditating. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Do the word. Follow God's command. Do what he asks you to do. Seek his face. Seek his face early. Delight yourself in him. That's what he's saying. For then... He's given him the prerequisite for success. He said, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So you want to be successful. So you want to prosper. Is that what you're saying? Well, here's what you have to do. Meditate. On God's word. Day and night. Well I don't have time. Time just gets in the way. No time. No success. No time. No being prosperous. He said. Then observe to do according. To all that is written. In the word. Well. I can't do that because. I'm only human. I'm not God. I'm not like Jesus. I'm just human. Being just human equals no success. Being just human equals no being prosperous. That's the word. He said, because if you do these things, I like what he says, for then... For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. He said, you do it. Your prosperity, your success hinges on what you do. How much success you have on this side. How much prosperity you have. How prosperous you are on this side. It all hinges around what you do. 
How much seeking you do. How much delighting in the Lord that you do. How much pleasing the Lord that you do. How how much time you spend being in his presence. All of this depends on you. But the Lord is saying, I want so much for you. I want you to be prosperous. I want you to have good success. I want you to avoid those hurdles and those obstacles that have already been planted there for you. I want to put you ahead of those unforeseen, invisible dangers. I want to show you how to play my spiritual game of hopscotch. I want you to avoid today's chaos. I hear him saying, I'll turn back time for you because I love you just that much. While everybody else is complaining about the windstorm, the hailstorm, and all those things, God says, if you will seek my face, that would not have to be a worry for you. I just need you to get still, be still through the windstorm, through the snowstorm, through the thunderstorm, through the lightning, through the hail, through the earthquake, through the tsunami and and unheard of places. I need you to learn how to get still and stay still, children of God, through all of that. And just know and remember that I am God. Not only am I God, but I am your God. And I'm your God because you sought my face. You found me and you stayed close to me. And you learned how to relax with me and in me. So you don't have to complain like other people are complaining. You don't have to complain about the wind, the snowstorm, the thunderstorm, the lightning, the hail, the fire, the earthquake. You don't have to complain about any of those things. I have given you a plan. Seek my face. I need you to seek my face and get still. Children of God, Get still and be still. Listen, I hear the Lord saying this. For those of you who seek my face, who have learned to do it, and who are in the process of learning, who desire to do it, for those of you who are doing that, for those of you who are in that posture right there, He says, in the midst of the four corners of the world, I will give, listen to this, I will give impossible things a command to become possible just for you. Because you sought my face and you refused to stop seeking. 
I need you to write this down. I need you to put it in your phone, put it someplace. In the midst of the four corners of the world, the Lord is saying today, I will give some impossible things a command to become possible just for you. Because you sought my face and you refused to stop seeking it. Your hands, your little small hands were out reaching out for him. Seeking him, seeking him. Sometimes you almost grabbed a hold of him. Sometimes you didn't get him. But you were still in the reaching out posture. You still remained in reaching position. Your hands outstretched, reaching out for him. And as I said, sometimes you got him, sometimes you didn't quite get him. Sometimes you reached out and you only got a small piece of him. You didn't get all that you wanted. You were not able to hold on to him as tight as you wanted to. But yet you were still reaching out for dear life. And the little bit that you did get, you held on to it. In desperation, you held on to it. And it felt like he was dragging you. But you held on to that small piece of him. Can you, can you, can you wrap your mind around that? Get a picture of that. You just reaching out, reaching out to him. In position, just reaching out. Stretching out as far as your arms can stretch. And you got just a little bit. God, I, I went into my prayer closet to get a whole lot of you. To get as much of you as I could stand. As much of you as you were willing to give me. But I didn't get all that I wanted. I hear God. I did not get all that I wanted. But the little bit that I did get, God. I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. I'm still stretching and I'm still grasping, trying to hold on. And it feels like you're dragging me. It just feels like I can't do anymore. I'm, I'm almost out of breath. But it feels like you're just dragging me. But guess what? By golly gee, you still held on. You held on. <laughs> Child of God. Through your crying, through your being out of breath, through your being tired, you still held on. God knew that in your weakness, he knew you were only holding on by a thread. A thin thread. But you know what? Your weak grip was nothing compared to the strong, powerful grip that he had on you. He had you. 
It didn't feel like it. You want to cry out, God, do you have me? God, I'm about to let go. My hands are getting tired. My hands are getting weak. I'm trying to hold on to you. Little old weak you. Holding on to him by a thread. Trying not to let go. But his big old strong powerful hands had a grip on you that was more powerful than anything that your small mind could conceive. Do you think that when we are pulling on him like that, when we are desperately trying to hold on to him like that, do you think that he smiles at us? What do you think? When he sees us desperately holding on and it feels like he's dragging us and we're just scared to death because we're out of breath and we're running hard and we're stretching as as far as we can go. And he's just looking down at us saying, but I've got you. Now, when God says, I've got you, that means something. We use that word very loosely. I got you. And you're not even close to having us. First of all, you don't even know what I need. People say that to you. And, and sometimes you may need to turn around and say, you got me like how? What, what does that mean, you got me? What do I really need? What do you have that I need? Well, when God says, I got you. And I'm doing more than dragging you. I've got you in my strong right hand. And I'm not going to let you go. But here's the thing. He loves it when we chase after him like that. He loves it when we seek after him like that. He loves it because he sees how we run hard after him because he's seen us run hard before. He's seen how we run hard after a promotion on our job. He's seen how we run hard after a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a fiance. He's seen us when we desperately ran hard for free money or free food, just free anything. So he loves it when he sees us go hard in that same way after him. Listen, that sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a lot of time. That sounds like a lot of investment you're having to put into seeking him and getting him. But the return on your investment of seeking him and getting him is a permanent return. A return with never-ending dividends. Listen, you can get a promotion. You can go hard trying to get a promotion only to have the company go out of business. Or better yet, you just simply get fired after you've run hard to get the job. You can get the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the fiancé. You can go real hard, do everything you possibly can do, only to have them in midstream 
change their mind about you. Only to have them say things like, I love you, but I need some more time. I love you, but I need my space. I love you, but I'm not ready yet. Or you can get the free money and the free food. Only to have someone run up behind you, knock you to the ground, and take it before you get home. But when you invest in going hard, when you invest in chasing after God, when you invest in seeking His face, spending whatever time you need to seeking His face, that's from everlasting to everlasting to everlasting. That's a never-ending dividend. The Lord is saying this. For my children that seek my face, I will move heaven and earth for you. For many of you, I've done it already. I've already done that. He said, I moved some things in the earth for you. He said, for some of you, I allowed your bad credit to be washed away in the storm. The storm that everybody said was the most devastating storm they'd ever seen. And it was. But yet that same storm worked for your good. That same storm worked on your behalf. That same storm gave you a testimony. A testimony that caused you to say, For I know that all things, hallelujah Jesus, work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. He calls He allowed that Cat 5 hurricane to come through your town, a town near you, and washed all your bad credit away, washed your bad name away, so that nobody can find it. It was a bad storm for some people, but it worked together for your good, because you were a seeker. You kept saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, But I trust that you're going to do it. God, I trust you. I trust you. I'm I'm so amazed because I, I think about something that's going on today. And, and, And I hear the Lord saying insignificant things and unheard of things have now become major jobs and major opportunities for you, for those that are called by my name. Those that thought that because they never went to college, that they would never be able to have a house, never be able to take care of a family. You didn't know that I would create a job for you, that I would create an organization and make that name big 
just for you to have a job, just so that you could take care of your family in spite of the fact that you had no college education, in spite of the fact that you barely got a GED, but because you were a seeker of my face, because you stayed there and and kept holding on to me until you were out of breath, until you felt like I was dragging you. You were holding on for dear life, hanging on by a thread, saying, God, do you have it? Don't drop me, God. God, I trust you. Don't drop me. I can't hold on much longer, but do you have me? Hallelujah, Jesus. You didn't know that I would create a job, a job that nobody had ever heard of. And I will allow you to be able to set your own schedule. Hallelujah, Jesus. You almost, you almost bought the devil's lie that because of your lack of education, because of your family background, because of your criminal record, because of your drug habit, and because of that ever-present voice in your ear reminding you that you will never amount to anything, you almost bought it. But you stayed in the closet, seeking my face, and I moved on your behalf. You almost bought the fact that you will not amount to anything. Well, guess what? You won't in the kingdom. You really won't. If you do, if you do not pray hmm, for an intentional desire to be a seeker, of God's face. You really won't. You really won't amount to anything in the kingdom. Here's the thing. And seeking God's face in that place where you seek his face, where you rise up early and seek his face, The Lord will give you witty inventions. Do you hear me? In that place of seeking God's face, witty inventions are revealed. Solutions to matters are revealed. How to fight spiritual warfare and win is revealed to you. It's made manifest to you. But you gotta spend time. You gotta rise up early before the day begins. Before your today's chaos come upon you. Seek his face and don't let go. Children of God, give God some praise right now and thank Him. If this shoe fits you, then wear it. 
I believe this is your size. Even those of you who are seekers already, I believe there's a size in here that will fit you. Because I hear the Lord said there's there's yet more you can do. So give God some praise until we talk again. I am the storyteller.